I can't hear myself though. Can I hear myself? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I can hear myself. What is up? It is episode five and no one is tired of it yet. Hey, what's going on? We're here. This is your boy Nick. Follow me at just Nick underscore 91 on Instagram. And it's that crazy creative at on Instagram for me, you know, Clover with a K. How are you doing this week, Nick? Hey, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited. You know, we are here, like you said, for week five. Week five. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, bro, like when we first started this, you know, five was our first milestone. That's where we wanted to get, and we've done it we, through winter storm, hey. uh, through it all. So, I mean, I am beyond proud. No, that's facts. I mean, we really made it through something here. I mean, we did. So, the, you know, it's just more to come and all of that. I actually want to, like, you know, kick it off with, like, a little gift giving to commemorate the moment. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, I y'all you... can't see, but I did bring them gifts. I really um, wish I would have known I would have brought a gift. I mean, no. I mean, I just wanted to celebrate y'all, you know, so much. So, you know, you can open up your bags. All right, let's do it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so awkward. I mean, y'all can hear it. I'm so excited. Yay. What? Oh my goodness, she got a straight guac shirt. What? Yeah, These are nice. check out the sleeves. Yo, I really like this. You know? Oh, and it has our names on it. I love it. Y'all, this thing says hashtag corporate captive on it. No? And mine said, has, says hashtag behind the scenes gene. I love it. You know, poor I wasn't mine. so sure about this at <laughs> first, but I did. I like this. <laughs> no, behind the scenes gene for you for this yep, product is great. And of great. course, mine has my good old corporate captives. Corporate, of course, spelled with a K. Like, oh, I love it. Gotta this love is so that. nice. You know, Thank yeah. you so much, Clover. So really, sh- I really appreciate this. I'm so excited for y'all. Shout out to Carrie's This and That on Facebook for making these shirts from us. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. Yeah, yes. like... They're really, really dope. So, yeah, um, I'll drop her Facebook, uh, her Facebook link, uh, Facebook page. You can order directly with her. She makes all type of, like, custom items from pins to coin purses to T-shirts. Anything you need, she can create. Um, and she really went out her way for making uh, for doing this for us. She made sure that the logo looks good. She actually was the one who came up with, because uh, I was going to have the names on the back, but she was the one who was like, let's put them on the side and came up with the font and everything. So Now we can go places and, like... Show up with our shirts and no, like, like we're it. really official, right? I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, that. I'm just so excited to give y'all that. You know, yeah. Look at us. You know, we got <laughs> t-shirts. We got See, merch. These are entrepreneurship moves right here. You know, yeah, like merchandise. This is these are moves that entrepreneurs make. <laughs> you know, I try, guys. I try. <laughs> Check you out. Yeah. You know. You know, when did when was the idea for the podcast again? I'm trying to think. What oh is the timeline? Oh I'm sure you gosh. had it before you actually brought it to me. I mean, I I think I've always kind of wanted a version of a podcast. Um, I think podcast, I, I listened to a few myself and I wanted one. But at the same time, it's like I didn't know what I wanted it to be about. You know, you want to per- create purposeful content. So I didn't want to just get on one and like talk. Um, but honestly, I think meeting you and like as we grew and I think like how our friendship and our relationship was, I was like, it has to be Nick. And um, I couldn't think of anyone else like to do this with. I remember telling Gene about it and he was like, who is this Nick? <laughs> Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, he's my coworker. I think he's really dope. I said, you know, so I think that's when I, um, you know, told you about it and not that I didn't think it was going to happen. It's just, um, you know, people leave jobs and life happens and, you know, yeah, they lose contact. I mean, and you know, I'm actually glad you, I mean, I'm glad I asked that because right now that I think about it, this podcast just kind of just came so organically, you know, it was just like, we just, you brought the idea to me and I remember when you first brought it to me, it was you would want me to guest on it. It wasn't even for me to come co-host with you. So that was the thing at first. And I and then it became, yeah, I actually think I want you on this podcast. And it was just, you know, it was just so dope because when you first met me, you told me that you just like kind of described me as this person. You thought I was always like sitting at home in like my my, my in-home library with a with a house coat smoking a smoking. A, oh, actually smoking a pipe. Because I told you I with drank bourbon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it just felt so grown. I mean, like, I tell people all the time, I was like, you know, adulthood is, like, really weird. Because you always wonder how, like, there's, like, the P. Diddy type of adults where you look at right. them and they're like, 
kind of hip and still like you're cool you're p diddy you go out you party and then there's like real adults who like go to work and they have like jobs and structure and i'm always like (laughs) you know but they they find peace in that so it was like the fact that you like i just feel like that's such a grown thing to sit at home and like because you know it's not a shot and i'm like you drink let's take shots let's turn up or maybe you like something fruity but to sit and sip on something like brown that's put hair on your chest that's so (laughs) so grown so so adult you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been an old soul, so yes, this makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know where it went from, like, I guess, from, like, hey, guest star to co-host, but I think, like you said, everything just happened naturally and organically, and here we are, and, I mean, I love having behind-the-scenes Gene on the scene with us. Um, it just kind of adds to the to the completion of an idea, you know? Oh, this was definitely a dope, like, this is a, def- a I mean, sorry, definitely a dope trio, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 100% here for it. Um, you know, and I think part of the reason for the delay in the start, even after the idea of the podcast came up, was just because what was going to happen next needed to happen. Yeah, I think that we're in a better place. I think when I, you know, when I actually, I'm still, you know, I hadn't dropped out of corporate yet. So right. I was still like and working. That's what I meant right there. Yeah. And honestly, like I said last week, getting my water legs in entrepreneurship and all of that, it gives me more of like a, a place to talk on because now I'm actually figuring it out and I can talk about that. It's like there's there's multiple steps to figuring out entrepreneurship and growing within this process. And um, step one is kind of like I jumped, I'm floating. Um, and um, that's kind of where I think I was. I jumped and I floated. And now I think I'm kind of doggy peddling a little bit. So hopefully I can become a full swimmer here per- pretty soon. But it's a lot easier to talk about doggy peddling and what you're doing in the motions versus just holding your breath and floating to keep your head above water. Yeah. Um, and I think that just provides for more of like a conversation between us because, you know, I would have came here every week just like, a, hey, y'all, I'm trying to get it together. I don't <laughs> think I would have had much to offer. But you wouldn't have made it to the fifth episode and you wouldn't have straight guac t-shirts with three different names on them, right? I mean. No, she would not. Because it's true. Yup. And I, I've been like, y'all don't understand how hard it was to keep these secret. Well, no, I appreciate it. It's a really, um, it's the best secret that has ever been kept from me. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, I do too. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to wear my shirt actually. So yes, we got to, you know, we're in Dallas though. So we got to hurry up and get aware of these because it's probably going to be like 96 degrees in like five days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take some pictures and uh, figure it out, (laughs) you know, (laughs) post, uh, Hey, we got them. Maybe we could like take some pictures, you know? Shout out AOD and then like use these pictures as our, um, as like our, you know, screen, um, our, our, you know, main picture that we use on like social media. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I would do that. Yeah. Let's do it. So, but yeah. So now that y'all got y'all's gifts, how was y'all's week? You know, you know, my week was pretty good. Um, was busy, was busy with work, but of course there's a lot going on that, that happened. So for people who are not in Texas, um, we're pretty much opening back up as a state, I guess the first one to do so during this pandemic. So by the time you hear this, we drop Wednesdays. So by the time you all hear this, actually, that will be into effect. So Wednesday, we'll pretty much all have COVID. Um, and yeah, that's just pretty much what, you know, what's happening in Texas. That was a big part of our week. I'm sure for everybody, but um, I'm gonna let you guys go ahead. Cause I'm actually going to uh, come back and backpack. I mean, and piggyback on this. Oh, shoot. My week. Uh, it was, some weeks I have like weeks where I'm like, dang, I actually did some stuff. <laughs> um, and the funny thing about being an entrepreneur is you can work your butt off for a full week. And it's like you, you may not get no payment. It might just be like groundwork or establishing stuff because that's just part of, you know, part of the thing. So it's like I feel like I was just so busy this week. And not that I don't have anything to show for it other than getting stuff done and that was a relief tuesday i did this really dope photo shoot um with this brand uh called sweat less um so i uh spent the day just getting that together um you know creative directing that making sure he got his images you know the models came photo releases are signed and all of that and just making sure that all the images um he needed for his brand he had so that was you know, pretty much an all day process, but it was so much fun. I'm so excited for the images to come out and all of that. And then, um, let me see what else did I do? I feel like I just did everything and it's like, it's a blur. Uh, 
Wednesday team meetings, making sure the team kind of knew their expectations. So taking on a little bit more of like a leadership role, uh, I prefer to kind of work. I mean, I say I prefer, I like, I'm comfortable. That's the word. I'm comfortable working by myself, just kind of getting things done. So having a team and like leading them and like giving expectations and all of that is kind of like, you know, so it's a, it's a workout. It's a muscle that I don't really exercise too often. And, you know, so in doing that, it's, um, it's mentally exhausting because you have to kind of step out of who you typically are. And I just want to create and kind of step into this leadership role and empower others. So there was that. And then, um, I think that's pretty much, um, the core of my week. Um, oh, today, uh, a client came by the office, um, to do a live stream. So setting that up and consulting and all of that, that was kind of, you know, a new, a new, uh, a new skill, just kind of project managing that and learning like what preparation for that looks like going forward. So like I said, just a really busy week. Um, and like I said, without that immediate payoff. So in, in that's just how it is, you know, it's like, Oh, you work your butt off and it's like, Oh, not, not for payday next week. (laughs) So yeah, man. So yeah, but I mean, I'm here, we made it today is Sunday. We can record, you know, um, and I'm just ready for a reset. Uh, but, you know, we were wrong last week. I was wrong, actually. I kept talking about it. It wasn't a um, a single. It wasn't an album that Bruno Mars and Anderson Beck dropped. It was a single. Yeah, you got me excited for an album. I um, bet. Because Thursday night, I was up at 11 o'clock. And then that turned into 12 o'clock. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they just dropped like a single first. Because, you know, some a lot of times title will give you the update you know, based on Eastern time zone. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, maybe they just went ahead and dropped, you know, um, a single first, and then the album's going to come out maybe around midnight, you know, um, local time. And I was really excited, and then nothing ever happened. Yep, they definitely only released a single. Just as disappointing as Drake releasing this three-song um, EP. I mean, I wasn't disappointed. I was still happy. I was like, oh, I like it. And I guess because I mentally know I misspoke. So I knew it was a single, but I misspoke and said album we had a whole conversation on joint albums well what they said was the thing said anderson pack he said oh me and bruno mars created an album the single drops friday i left that part out well they did they did do a whole album it's going to be coming out like at some point but yeah they they've been working together i actually watched an interview of them and they were like um yeah, we worked on this album, and we kind of did a song one day, and we liked it. And then Bruno was just like, yeah, so I'll see you tomorrow, Anderson. And he was like, oh, okay, sure. And they just kept doing that every day. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And that's kind of how they built the album. You know what? I actually really like that story because that's how that's one of those like organic relationships right there. Yeah. Where like, something just kind of just happens from nothing like an idea that just pops out and you're pops up and you're just like, Oh, okay, well let's just keep, let's just keep feeding in the, you know, feeding on this, like feeding off of this. I'm sorry. And we're just going to keep doing this. It's going to, it's just going to happen. We're just going to let whatever comes natural. Just, we're just, just happen and manifest. And that seems like it's what's happening with that. So I like that because they both bring a lot of really good creative energy. So that's dope. Yeah, man. Um, did y'all like the song? I did. Did y'all like the song? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. It was what I expect of them to. So it was right on par with what I uh, would expect to hear from them. So, yeah, I loved it. I <laughs> loved it. I love Angels and Pack. I love Bruno. Um, so, I mean, I listened to it probably on repeat. I wouldn't watch the video. I mean, it's nothing negative to say for me. I am just, well, no, I want the album. That's what's negative. I'm like, can you, can you release two songs? I mean, I was able well, to hear the did. intro. They re- yeah, they released that intro thing the with Bootsy Collins talking. Well, it could be a song later if it's an intro for something now. Eh, I mean, I, I mean, I like the intro too, though. I'm definitely going to be able to use that in some mixes because it definitely starts a vibe. But I mean, yeah, so the song was my, um, the song was one of my favorite. I mean, it was, it was the highlight of the week. I mean, especially when you're tired. I did not get a chance, though, to catch Coming to America. What about y'all? Yeah, um, I caught it last night. Well, Clover, you know you're coming over our house and watching that movie, and we're just waiting on you. So, yeah. So tonight you all will watch it. Tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, tonight or tomorrow. 
Yeah, but I had I have some think pieces on it from what people are saying. I, I don't want to hear anything of what anyone else is saying. Yeah, I'm gonna say we're, we're uh, I'm just gonna say don't take what anyone else is saying. You know, for it, um, have your own open mind towards it, and don't expect the movie that you've seen 30 years ago to be redone. I mean, it's it's it is very new. It feels new. Um, it looked fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys, you know, when, a lot of times when I'll just say this, a lot of times when you have a lot of older actors and stuff come together and make movies, you you appreciate it more for what it is and not, you know, you try not to be super critical about, you know, what's going on. And, and you know, a perfect example for me with that is like The Expendables when you had Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of them in a movie, you know, together. Especially when you know they have history and they are and they were a part and they are a part of culture and history as far as especially for this like being in the black community you know you have a you have a bunch of actors um, new and old come together to come you know to make a project that was probably supposed to be scrapped thirty years ago after when it, after the first one you know it's pretty cool you know and it's it was still funny uh, everybody in it did a you know pretty good job so I, I was I was pretty happy with it okay. Appreciate it for what it is, you know, appreciate it for the uh, for the significance that it has. I heard the costuming was amazing. I mean, I did see a couple of images, so I'm like super excited to like watch it and all of that. And like you said, I mean, I'm not expecting too much just because a um, the thing with some sequels, there are stories that don't need to be told because the movie was complete. So um, I'm walking into it as a completely separate movie, like a new movie, a separate movie. As you um, should, because they go back enough for you to be able to see what happens. So you should. Yeah, so I'm super excited um, about that and trying to get into that. But like I said, y'all, this week was like, woo. It, it just seemed like the days, it, it just felt like a big long day. It was just long. I actually agree with that. You know, I don't really, with me still being in corporate, I don't too much tell like what my job is just because that's not something that I've discussed with anyone there. But, you know, my week was really busy just like that. You and I talked about it on the phone too. Like, yeah. yo, this week just... This was long. Like, I looked at my text thread, and I realized I didn't respond to many text messages. Um, we were all having a full conversation. Sorry about that, y'all. My text thread, I realized that I, you know, I didn't respond to very many text messages. And I was like, man, this was a very long week. Man, when me and you finally talked on the phone, I was like, I need to check in with Clover. Like, I was just like, my message was just like, yo, I didn't even have anything to say. It was just, let me check in. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, oh, bro, I didn't even notice. Like, I mean. <laughs> right. I noticed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I took note that um, you were not really replying to messages in our uh, group text. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, count on Gene to keep everybody honest. I mean, that's, this is, you know, that's yeah. the great thing about having him around for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, whew, I mean, yeah, I don't even remember what long weeks at work look like like when you say that and i'm i know you do stuff but it's like did you have to drive anywhere did you have to do anything and i did not not one time did i drive anywhere well actually my week my long week started last weekend when we left from recording i went to go visit a friend who was in town um i stopped at his hotel we're just chilling we chop it up for an hour and on my way home my car doesn't start and so oh this was the second time I had this problem. <laughs> so I thought it was maybe I had a, the first time it happened, it was, I jumped the battery, it started, we were good to go. And then it happened again that night. And it's like 11 o'clock at, the, at this point. And I'm pissed because it was raining out and I was just really mad about it. I'm like, okay, it's raining outside. I just want to get home. And now I got to go jump this battery in the rain. Yeah, it wasn't fun at all. But, you know, it, uh, I got my car fixed. It worked itself out. So that was the start to my week. And then work itself, it's funny that you said you don't know what a long, you don't remember what a long week looks like at work because I honestly don't even remember what happened at work this week. I just know it was very busy and stressful. <laughs> so, you know, it is not even so much what it looks like, it's what it feels like because I was just, men- I'm mentally exhausted. I, t- yeah. I told myself like tomorrow when I log on, I think I'm just going to wake up, log on, and then kind of just chill, like kind of coast through the day and just be very, you know, like minimal, just respond to chats from my phone, not even really get on the computer. I feel that. Um, so, uh, what I wanted to, another thing that happened this weekend, um, well, this week, um, it's all-star weekend. And like I said, it's just such a busy week. I didn't even really take too much note of it being all-star weekend. I've kind of been like that with sports in general with COVID though. Like I 
pretty much watched zero football. Uh, the only sport I was able to catch up with even during this entire pandemic was tennis, and I caught pretty much the Opens, and that's mostly because, of course, Serena. But, yeah, I, I haven't, you know, sports in general for me over this past year have just been very difficult for me to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just, it feels, you know how you knew it was coming, but then it's like, oh, it's here. But I did see that uh, Quavo and uh, he won, Quavo and Jack Harlow had won the uh, celebrity uh, two-on-two. Oh, I didn't even check that out. See, first of all, All-Star Weekend is so, like, I'm so far removed from All-Star Weekend just because, you know, I'm just going to give a quick backstory. I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. So when Kobe Bryant retired, um, I didn't watch much basketball after that. And, you know, and that's one reason, you know, just a quick backstory for me. Like, growing up, you have favorite athletes, you know. And, like, my favorite athletes of all time were Charles Woodson, uh, Kobe Bryant. And then, of course, you know, everybody hears me talk about it all the time, Serena Williams. And one thing that happens when those people, like your favorite athletes retire, the first thing you realize is that, you know, so that is like such a, it's like a wake up, like so much has changed. So now it's like, I don't even, I can't tell you much of what's going on in the league. And of course, you know, I know LeBron is, you know, he's still playing. Of course, he's not in his prime anymore. He's officially reached that, you know, he's past his prime. So he's in that great leadership role. So I hope he learned a lot throughout all these, these seasons that he played. But um, but yeah, that's what's up. I'm glad to hear that, you know, I, but I haven't paid attention to All-Star Weekend in years, you know, just to, you know, just to go ahead and just get to the point. But yeah, I mean, but that's what's up that they, that Quavo and Jack Carlo won, actually. What? Yeah, against mm-hmm. like Little Baby and 2 Chains. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, but I mean, it's Quavo. So, Quavo won like in 2018. But I'm about to say, because Quavo can hoop, though, from yeah. what I remember. Like, I'm pretty sure I, like, I've seen Quavo play basketball and he can actually, he can actually ball. Like, he do this. Right, yeah, yeah. He really bought yeah, that. So, yeah, and I've got a Quavo. couple of Shout clips out. of Little Baby and... He, he a rapper for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, you know, he really, he really, he really bought that life. So I can see that he probably wasn't too much focused on gym class. But I mean, hooping. it's all fun though. So, I mean, like I said, so, you know, LeBron, I know you said he, one of your favorites. So I'm assuming that for, for this year, team, uh, team LeBron versus KD. Well, yeah, most definitely team LeBron versus uh, I mean, you KD. Know. You know, um, I will say this. Luca on there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fooling with uh, LeBron too. I, <laughs> I will say this. Um, right now, my favorite basketball player is uh, Zach Levine. Uh, you know, I'm from Chicago. He, you know, he plays for the Bulls. Uh, so that's my favorite basketball player right now. And that dude, he's a beast, man. I don't think I've seen too many people run through Chicago like that in a while. You know, uh, so I'm actually, you know, really happy that he's playing at the level he's playing at. You know, I hope um, they find a way to, you know, even when, even I'm sure he's going to get traded at some point. So even when they find a way to get him to a team, you know, I really hope that team goes far and he gets a couple of rings out of it because he plays, he plays good basketballs and he, you know, he definitely deserves one. Let me tell you something funny because I know you don't keep up with it. So, What's up? you know, All-Star Weekend, people go out. I, another reason why I didn't pay attention to it is because while, yeah, it is basketball, you know me, I'm all for the pop culture and everything. So I've always right. wanted to go like to the weekend. Like well, course, I want to yeah. go All-Star Weekend. Right. Um. But it's COVID, so it, the thought to go never even crossed my mind. Not at all. Because uh, it, it's COVID season. And, um, <laughs> COVID season has been for every season. Yeah, season, apparently right? women were still going. And I saw so many memes on um, on the social media talking about women sleeping in their U-Hauls and in their cars because they couldn't get no hotels. <laughs> you know, I actually got people out there in, in Atlanta, um, and they were just saying like how rooms and stuff like that were just so, like the prices just jumped up so much for All-Star Weekend. And it started like Thursday. So, yeah, I can definitely imagine how people... I actually seen a few um, posts on Facebook, too. Like, I'm in this group on uh, Facebook called Chicago Ones in Dallas. And so some dude posted, and he's like... um, Some dude posted on there, and he's like, yeah... um, my wife, she's in Atlanta, and she has not picked her phone up all weekend, you know. And it, it was obviously a joke, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we were, you know, we were in there she crying. She must be very laughing. busy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about every uh, tall dude in Atlanta this weekend is not in the NBA, so, you know, ladies, like, watch yourself. I, I, it was a couple posts on there that were pretty funny. So, apparently, one chick, she went out there with $400, so she says, because she thought her unemployment was going to hit. I'm not even going to get into, like, why you going and you counting on your unemployment. Anywho, it was delayed. It did not hit. Baby can't get home, and Shout so she had to create a, a, a GoFundMe to get home. I would definitely not be contributing to that. Not at all. Did they? Did people give her money? They sure did with some slick comments. I mean, but you oh, know, goodness. everybody giving five dollars here, ten dollars here. It goes a long way. I think she needed thirty five hundred, and I think she raised a little bit more than that. She needed thirty five hundred to get home. Yeah, Wait, that's what she why? said. She needed. To get home. She said she went with $400 in her purse, and she needs help uh, coming back. And let me see. It says... It's a scam. Let me see. She was like... The title of it is, I need help getting back home. I'm stuck in an ATL. 
Um, at first, she only needed five sixty nine. Uh, no, at first, only five hundred and sixty nine dollars was raised, um, and her goal was um, thirteen hundred. But I think she ended up. Let me see. Why does she need more going? I mean, coming, like coming back than going. Only you would ask that. Um, I I don't know. But I feel like right. other people should ask that because I mean, I'm not giving you nothing. Because first of all, I agree with Jean. Don't uh, don't go anywhere that you can't afford to go. Secondly. Unemployment should go hit her up and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna need that back." Yeah, because clearly you had enough money to go travel, and you took these taxpayers' money. <laughs> I wouldn't you, even tell nobody you that. went to All Star Weekend, right? Yeah, they let everybody know first. If you're gonna go to All Star Weekend, you need to be prepared, especially if you're gonna rent a car or bring your car out there. You need to be prepared to pay money. They tell my fifty dollars to park here, forty dollars to get into clubs, this, that, and the third. Like Drinks are through the Chicago. roof. That that don't sound like you with anybody who is waiting on unemployment. That don't sound like anybody that's on unemployment should be going there. Yeah, no, not at all. If you're on any government assistance, stay away from All Star Weekend. Yeah, stay away from All Star Weekend because you mean, can't go to the game. They can have some fun. Like, come on uh-uh, now. They no, sh- you know you not, can have fun when you work. Yeah, Cause but you need to get back and you can't. Because your money didn't hit, not your paycheck didn't hit. Well, you know that's you. a problem. Thank you. Right, right, right. My paycheck <laughs> didn't hit Friday, and it was supposed to. I'm about to be calling up the company, the job. I'm gonna be calling HR, but not. Oh my, my. Uh, you know, my unemployment didn't come through. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta call up the government. I mean, not trying to be funny. I don't make the best decisions and all of that, but I mean. Contingent on what they said, I'm gonna get when I go. I probably would have been like, let me try it. Um, and see, that's that cap that gets you stuck in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. After All Star Weekend is over, but you know not to call me though. Oh, I <laughs> well, you know what? Now that I think about it, it really ain't that big of a deal that she's stuck in Atlanta because it's not like she got a job to come back to. So you know, right? When we really exactly, yeah. Well, let's dissect this a little bit. It's not like she has a reason to rush back and get here that she shouldn't have left to begin with. Yeah, but I ain't helping you come back. Though. Nah, you can stay. Ah, y'all are funny. So uh, another thing I read this week, um, well, starting next week, is um, whiskey prices might be dropping. What? Yeah, it looks like um, there's like a new deal between, uh, you know, the United States and Britain where they're um, doing like a suspension. Forgive the list. The suspension on the tariff on tariffs. Okay. So um, that will uh, on certain goods that include uh, scotch and whiskey. So starting Monday. You know, uh, things should start going down. Guess I'm switching from bourbon to scotch this week. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and make that happen. I mean, I like me a little. I like me a good scotch. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty good. I mean, I ain't really too much into it myself, but I mean, I guess I can experiment and try things a little bit more just because. Uh, you feel classier when you drink scotch. Don't you worry know, about with it. It's the, fine. With like circle and square ice. Oh, you should definitely get you uh, some whiskey rocks. Are y'all talking about drinking this raw, like just by itself? I drink, yeah, I, I pretty, I drink most of my drinks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, y'all can have that. I'm good. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you can get some right? pretty good mixed drinks, pretty good cocktails out of scotch and bourbon. Though. I, I made me yeah. a drink last night where I put a little, um, a little, a little uh, whiskey one on one inside of my fruit and blended it up, and it tasted too much like a drink to me, so <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I mean, so. Um, Usually after like the second or third sip, you don't have to worry about the taste anymore, though. You should be okay. Like after that third sip, you should be all right. Mm-mm. <laughs> I mean, but you know, Clover, you like that genetically modified alcohol that you brought over here that was real strong. So I think you should be okay. Oh, my God. Which alcohol was that? You know that stuff. It was like... Like she went straight to a gas oh, pump. Yeah, that scientific stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, every now and then I do... Um, demos and i actually did i brought over a molecular whiskey so it was made with molecules it's actually really dope instead of aging you they, know what keep going i'm sorry go ahead yeah instead of aging uh using aged barrels and all of that they actually um they collect molecules to create the flavor profile it's really really dope there's a show i was watching on hbo max called years and years uh it's based in it's based in britain and that was something that they were doing on the show, and I had never heard of it before, nor seen it. So I'm actually going to check that out. Like I heard it gets you, you know, from from what I've seen, you know, it gets you pretty there, pretty yeah. Quickly, you I know, mean, but um, my goal when I drink isn't too much to get drunk anymore. Usually I'm just like drinking and chilling. So I mean, but I still want to try it just because you know the you know the uh, the college kid in me still still exists somewhat, and so I would definitely give it a shot. 
always for a turn up. I mean, I, I just want to kind of get into it because like you said, you do look so classy when you sit and you can have a bourbon. And then I also want to be able to do it when I have to, de- de- to deliver news. Okay, what's up? I want to be like, um, Nick, <laughs> uh, we need to talk. Let me pour you a drink. What like, would you like? Yeah, it looks it looks so serious when I watch movies and like they be have their decanters and they're in like the president's office. I have decanters at home. That's so fancy. Like one actually has bourbon, one has scotch in it. I mean, see, like that's crystal what, glasses. Like, I love. And it. see, that's when you talk business. I feel like as much as I love tequila, I am a tequila girl. I just don't feel like I should be like, all right, Nick, let's talk this business and these partnerships over some tequila. You know, you can actually do just dark tequila and people drink it straight. I mean, back in the day, they used to do gin. I mean, if you can, if people drink gin, you can definitely do tequila. I do. I love tequila. <laughs> uh, uh. I have a question for you again this week. No. Okay, cool. So um, this is me piggybacking off what I said earlier. With the state opening back up, what do you think this means for you entrepreneurs out there? Uh, whoo, I, I really, I don't know. Um, I actually was like prepared mentally for, um, you know, I was like, okay, 2022. I was like, this is like the year where it's like, okay, you know, the deadline is approaching. That's kind of how I feel. Like, you know, we plan to take finals is like the, you know, the home stretch. So get your crap together. Right. Right. Um, because of COVID, and, you know, now that we have the vaccine and it's becoming more accessible, I was like, okay, yeah, we got about another year. I got my, my got, I got the summer. I got one, you know, almost a full year to get my body goals together and everything I need for branding purposes that right. I want to be. Mm-hmm. And then that man, um, he came at us and he, you know, started talking about, oh, we going to get rid of the mask and everyone can operate at, um, you know, 100 capacity. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know because... Um, a, a lot of people I talk to aren't with it. Okay. A lot of corporations are still taking a stance, like saying, like Target, for example, is like, mm, yeah, you still need to wear your mask in my store. Of course. So um, I kind of feel like it's just a, I mean, for lack of a better word, a stupid move, another stupid move that, you know, people in power in Texas make because I really feel like as soon as we open up, we're probably going to close back um, because last I checked, only 7.9% of Texans have gotten the vaccine so that's not immunity as it's advised against right um but i do feel like what it will have is um issues with businesses because it's up to the business owners to choose if they are going to have um if they're going to allow masks or not and i can just see a lot of people being like well i can wear i'm not going to wear my mask and the business owner is like but in my store you have to wear it so I really just feel like it's messy. I just feel like, you know, he Abbott put us in a messy situation because the thing is we can't universally enforce something. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I think you are 100% correct. And this is, you know, I think the mask mandate situation, them ending it and opening back up to 100% capacity, honestly, is not going to do anything but fuel a bunch of, you know, and I'm just going to say a few of a bunch of these Republicans out here by saying that, you know, it's not the law. You shouldn't do this because as you were speaking, I happened to look down at my watch and I seen a news update that stated that a restaurant was threatened with ice to come and I guess snatch them up um, because they would not end their mask policy. So now this is just giving, you know, people the ammunition they need and the fuel they need to go ahead and say, okay, well, this isn't the, this isn't a mandate anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and start using this because you're telling me that this is my, that this is what I have to do. Instead of you just taking your business elsewhere, you feel like you should go and, you know, and try to impose on what people are trying to do to keep their patrons safe. It's just annoying. Like I said, I just feel like, you know, it's like if we're playing a game of basketball, it's like, you know, you got to have your defense and your offense and the whole point, uh, you know, you have to have a strong offense. And I feel like, he wants to – he put us in a position where it's like we have to respond if things happen. Like he said, uh, if the hospitals go back up to 15%, he'll, you know, probably bring back the mask mandate and all that. But I'm like, why can't we, you know, play offense? Why can't we continue to be proactive and, you know, just move forward? And then, like I said, even with businesses like that, mm-hmm. offense, like why do we have to have these problems? Like I just feel like we don't – there's no reason to lift it. I mean, it's kind of like it does more, more harm than good to lift it on multiple fronts, not even if you're caring about the virus. Just like I said, um, we're one state, but the world still is mandating it. Um, it's so soon. It's right before spring break. So I'm just, like, overall annoyed. I really feel like it's going to set us back a little bit, honestly. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, I had a um, – at my gym, 
literally uh, last week, the uh, I go to Planet Fitness. They were like, yeah, we already had people uh, canceling, like calling in, canceling their uh, subscriptions to the gym. And because they just don't want to be there because they know people are going to actually be in the gym without their mask on. And people aren't going to be as cautious as they have been over the past, you know, eight months with, you know, cleaning and all of that type of stuff. And what he's doing is just, it's, it's just not very, uh, it's not protecting its people on protecting the people in this state. And I feel like it is silly. So he, he's just not being very smart. So I agree with y'all. Yeah, it really just sounds like he's just trying to put the pressure on the businesses because, for honestly, I mean, and just to be real, it's just for political gain. I mean, he's up for re-election next year for his third term, you know, so November 8th, you know, guys, just remember that. Of course, we always say vote. Um, remember, November 8th, 2022, it will be, he will be up again for re-election. And just make sure you guys keep that in your, you know, keep that in the back of your head when you're remembering who is, um, who was actually here for you and who wasn't. Yep, take note, take note, take note. That's all I can say about That's that. That's right. I mean, um, so, uh, but in better news, the Senate ended up passing the stimulus. Hey. So it looks like we're gonna be getting our money. So if you haven't filed your taxes, get them filed. No, no, no. Maybe not because if your income situation improved from 2019, you may just want to wait to file. Oh. Yeah, I'm just waiting because I don't. Yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah, get your check first and then file. You have yeah, a, I'll file have in a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get done. Yeah. I think my situation improved, but not enough to say anything because I start working part time. <laughs> not so. enough to cancel you up from getting yeah, the check. Yeah, like I'm still not. <laughs> I'm still an entrepreneur, so it's like yeah, I made a little bit more money, but it I'm was telling you because this pandemic, like a lot of the people who work, especially your essential workers a lot of them are probably no longer going to qualify because a lot of them worked a lot of overtime, especially like in your nursing fields and things like that. Medical field, a lot of them may have made it to that 85000 just based on the fact that they worked so many hours during this pandemic. And shout out to, you know, the people and all of your, you know, essential workers, um, no matter what position you hold, high to low, you know, thank you guys for everything you all did during this pandemic. Um, it's not over yet, but, you know, shout out to you all and thank you for, you know, thank you for all of your services. Yeah, they they've actually said that they've cut out with this with these changes. They've cut out um, 17 million people um, with the uh, with these changes. And I think yep. for single people, it is um, more than 75, but less than I think 80 or something like that or 85. And then then you'll get like a reduced uh, amount and then for like married people if it's um if you make more than i think the 150 but less than the 160 then you get like a reduced number as well yeah uh so i mean i guess that's that's okay that's good but i mean 17 million people is a lot well yeah i mean because you think about it like like you said if you're more than 150 but less than 160 you get a reduced amount but once you hit that one that 160 as a married couple you're cut off entirely you know and that's not to say that a lot of these you know married couples and stuff didn't you know don't need it still you know what i mean um there are people who have who have bills and stuff that they have to pay that you know some people did lose income during this and even though and they may still be at that that threshold because another thing that it states i want to say is that the head of household can't make more than like 120 or something like that yeah it did so you know it's uh there are people who still need it because every just because you know you may make a certain amount of money that doesn't mean that you don't have you know expenses going up because typically you know the more you make a lot of times you know the more expenses you pay out you know they have and they have families and stuff too so um i do think that you know that was a bit harsh and it was a it was a lot to have to do just to try to get uh people to agree to it you know, to, to basically say, okay, we're cutting out this many people. Um, I mean, it needed to be done, I guess, but there are a lot of people who, you know, who, I, and I know some single people, especially who have, who have homes and stuff and they, this may help them out a lot, you know, and they do put money into the economy and they are paying taxes. And, you know, especially with, you know, like I know single homeowners who they pay taxes for a lot of people's, for their, for a lot of people's kids school and stuff like that, you know, so you already give the, you already, you already say, Hey, you know, own a house because you or own something so you can, you know, because it, you know, you, you put this, you know, the stigma on owning something. That's a good stigma, of course. But then you don't want to give people the benefit of owning. And now you say, OK, well, you own and then you're then you make this much money. So now you got but you don't. So now you don't get any of the stimulus package, although you do pay for the a lot of amenities that you don't use. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Either way, it go out. You know, I kind of feel like I picked the perfect time to go through entrepreneurship just because with the pandemic, it was like the expectation to make money was a lot lower. Um, and I don't know. I kind of feel like I was just able to benefit. But I did want to um, tell you, Nick, that you're welcome, you know, when you thank the essential workers. Because um, for y'all who don't know, I do work a little part time sometimes and I provide glasses and contacts to those who need to see. So I, too, am an essential worker. Um, shout out to all the opticians and, you know, optical um, workers out here in these streets, making sure that people can see y'all the real ones. Thank you very much for that, Clover. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and thank you very much for all of your services. For a shout out to you all and you essential workers. Not going to single anyone out. So, you know, I appreciate that. Girl. <laughs> I love getting that. So I've been seeing a lot of talk um, in Texas. Um, again, that's where we're based, if y'all haven't figured it out. Um, in a Plano, in Plano ISD, um, there's this, I believe he's 13, um, young boy that he went over a I don't want to say a friend he went over this other child's house for a slumber party um and it looks like it was originally it looks like the mom had talked to the other kid's mom and was like yeah the kids can come over it'd be great whatever something changed where they end up going to another child's house uh, the story kind of I've seen different reports where he either went to another child's house or he ended up going over the dad's house either way it go the child ends up with the child ends up um allegedly I don't want to say allegedly um, actually, I'm going to say the child was, uh, he was drinking urine. He was I, drinking we saw the urine. video. This is an alleged. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he was, he ends up in the location that his parents did not drop him off. Let's go ahead. Yeah. And let's say that, that right. um, mm-hmm. without, without notification or approval or anything like that. Correct. And it looks like he was, um, he was bullied I mean, abused, tortured. Um, you know, we got to call a spade a spade. It is what it is. It looks like with BB guns and, threatened and you know made to drink urine it just looks like it was like a a a horrible situation and um you know it it leads to a lot of conversation because it looks like there was issues with bullying the school talked about it the school was you know it's brought to the school's attention many times and the school never did anything and so this happened and at first the school was trying to say we're not going to do anything because it happened off-site um and i guess after you know public outrage now they're saying that they're going to look into the case and all of that so there's conversation about how this is handled. Um, is it a race thing? Because the little boy was black. Um, and the kid's house he went over, um, they were white. And then also the conversation is like, how did this happen? Like, you know, if you know your kid is kind of getting bullied and all of that, like, A, how how did your kid, why does your kid want to go hang out with them? Um, why weren't you notified? Like, even if the kid didn't tell, even if the parents didn't tell you, um, you know, like I said, I... I have a son and me and him communicate a lot. Um, I have his location. So I'm just trying to figure out how, how it happened to where you weren't aware. And like I said, not placing blame anyone, just kind of trying to understand, um, placing myself in someone else's shoes. Like how did this happen? And you weren't privy to it. And I guess what the little boy was thinking to where he allowed this to happen and not like call, because I just kind of feel like, um, I feel, I feel mixed about it. Uh, I was bullied growing up and a lot of people say, Oh, I was bullied. And, all of that when they were the ones bullying, uh, which is like the most annoying thing ever. No, you just didn't get along with that girl. You weren't actually bullied. Um, but I was bullied. I had a boy. Um, he lit my eyelashes on fire, um, which is really weird. And I'm sure you're like, oh, how did you get so close? How did you let that happen? My, I knew he didn't like me. But the thing about bullying is like they're mean and they're nice to you. So it's like they're mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But they might be th- nice Thursday and Friday or you know, like in a group, they're mean to you, but they're nice. Sometimes it's like a constant, like plan with your emotions thing. Um, cause you're kids and, you know, as a kid, you forget things and all of that. So we were all getting along one time in class and, um, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna show you a magic trick. He was like, close your eyes, close my eyes. And that's when he like lit my eyelashes on fire. It was horrible. Um, and he's like, I didn't think you were really going to close your eyes. And I'm like, bro, like what? So, I mean, that happened. Um, one time I let this girl on the school bus, I was sitting next to her and she slapped the shit out of me. I just let her do it. Like looking back on it, of course, I'm like, why the hell I let this girl slap me? But um, in the moment, it was like I didn't want to fight back um, because, you know, she got more people on her side than I got on mine. Um, you don't really want to 
be part of the, you just don't want to be there. So you don't want to be part of the commotion. And like I said, some of it, I can't really explain why I let it happen. Um, self-esteem is a real thing. Acceptance is a real thing. And when your self-esteem is low and you're really wanting acceptance, you tolerate a lot more. Um, that wouldn't happen now. Uh, cause I fight. Um, but I definitely understand, um, you know, that, but at the same time, um, I don't know if I would want to sleep and be alone, um, with someone. So that part. that's also weird. But again, like I said, acceptance is a weird thing, but like I said, it's just a lot of conversation. So I'm just trying to understand y'all's thoughts. Like, I don't know. I feel like there were, <clears throat> there are major gaps that, um, we're of course all missing in this story, but there's also major gaps in their communication with the mother and the son and the moving locations. And, you know, if she, if the mother knew he was being bullied by those kids, did she know they were the same kids? Why would, why would, well, one, why would the son ask to go over there? But more so if the mom knew it was the same kids, why would she allow him to go over those kids' houses? That's why I feel like there's so many misses, missing pieces and the story is nuanced. We don't, we don't actually know what happened because it makes no sense. There's no way my mother who went to the school who was complaining about, you know, me being bullied by these kids and probably she, she would know who those kids were. I would say it's, you know, this person here and that person. Then I would turn around and be like, Oh, well, can I go over their house? My mother would have cussed me out and said, no, why, why would you ask me that? No, you're not going over there. And so I'm just like, it's so confusing like there has to be some missing pieces that we don't know about of how he ended up over these kids house who to our knowledge right now was already bullying him prior to and the mom knew about it and he still ended up over there that's the part that is perplexing to me yeah i mean like i said it's it is i mean i said it, it just really hit home to me because um you know like i said my son is you know not that much younger and than that boy and you know, it, it, like I said, I, I, I'm just, I couldn't even really go too deep in the story just because my, as a parent, you know, you want to protect your child, you want to be there, but at the same time, it's like protecting physically, protecting emotionally. I don't know, but I can understand with wanting just to be accepted. So I'm like, did he just tolerate this because he just really wanted acceptance that bad or, or what? I mean, like I said, luckily for me growing up, I had church. And I had other outlets um, to where it was like school sucked and I hated it, but I could go to a church and, um, you know, be part of like praise dance. And I mean, the kids were still kind of mean there too, but I mean, I was kind of weird. Weird's cool now, so it kind of works out, but you know, it's, it don't make it right for them, like treat you wrong, but I don't know. Like I said, it's just a really perplexing situation. My heart goes out to the mom. My heart goes out to the um to the little boy my heart goes out I'm, I'm really hoping that the school does do something though because if there were complaints about bullying bullying prior to outside of like what happened at home this should have been addressed um it should have been addressed uh at, at the school and it because i feel like had the bullying been addressed at school things probably wouldn't happen off site and everybody would have been more aware of what's going on um which probably could have just not hap led to this. So he definitely shouldn't have been over there ending up like drinking pee. That that is the part that could are getting shot me. with BB guns. Yeah, or getting shot with BB guns and all of that. If everyone was aware that he was being bullied by the same kids, I don't understand how he ended up over there. I really don't. So what I had read um, from the latest story that I read from the interview that his mother gave on the news. Uh, she says that this kid has been being bullied for the past two years now. So we're going to go there. And that the person who originally invited him to the sleepover was someone who recently befriended him. Um, so my, so my, my take on that, I mean, my, you know, my opinion on that is it's not the parents' fault for letting, for, for the son going if they didn't know that these kids were going to be there because apparently the kid who invited him is not someone who had bullied him previously oh but right. the kids who were there definitely were and they didn't know about that my my issue where i blame the parent is the fact that this kid was at someone's house who he recently befriended um you know one thing about growing up you know with with you know growing up with my dad um and people can call him overprotective you know because a lot of times he was but he wouldn't my parents would have had to have known the parents and the children whose house we would have been going to well prior to us going to spend the night, you know, 
that's something that they would have known prior to. So my dad is, and you know, people have good, you know, some people have really good judges of character. Some people are not really good judges of character. And my dad is a pretty good judge of character. So he would have definitely made sure it would have been more due diligence done. It wouldn't have been someone who I recently befriended that I would have been going somewhere with, you know, and this kid was, this kid was, you know, he was beat. He was made to drink urine. He was called the N word. You know, there was a lot of stuff that happened to him and you know, that he wasn't prepared for. And from what, you know, from what the news article said, the parent, you know, the mom did her due diligence um, as far as, you know, meeting parents and things of that nature, which is cool. Um, just, you know, I, I just don't agree with the fact that, you know, I don't even remember what age I was able to go to a sleepover, but I know I was old enough to have some type of, you know, some type, some, some type of, you know, cognitive, you know, understanding of what right is right of right even though right versus wrong and if somebody was doing something like that to me that's something i would have known right away you know was a red flag in the beginning i don't care if you see me walking down the street by myself i'd be running down the street screaming you know whatever the case may have been i would have been out of that house you know and it is you know and that's what would have you know that's what would have been the case there but like you said dojean you know there was definitely some missing pieces there and um you know same thing with clover you know, acceptance is a hell of a drug, you know, to sit up there and, you know, because there are people who can make you feel, especially in those adolescent years where you, where you don't belong. And so for them to come and accept you later makes a big deal, you know, for somebody to actually accept you. And so if he wasn't feeling accepted before, and then all of a sudden someone was accepting him, I could see how that type of, um, you know, that, that type of deception would have seemed like it was a good, like, okay, cool. I finally have a friend here. You know, let me, you know, let me hold, let me hold on to this, you know. And the kid apparently who invited him said that he didn't initiate the bullying. However, you knew that the bullies were around. You Did know he? what I'm saying? Did he know I'm that? sure he knew because um, if they were at, if they were at his house or they were, or they went somewhere else, he would have had to have been included in the planning to go somewhere else. So this is what I I do like what I want to understand because you're saying that um, the dude was a new friend. I definitely understand that finally he has an he has someone who is a friend to him. That makes me believe that he had never seen this kid and the bullies consorting with each other. Well, typically that, that when people get bullied that. in school, it's not a secret thing amongst the children. You know, the well, teachers no. it may be secret from the adults. But I'm sure, one, if somebody told him to do something and he invited this kid or for some odd reason, why, you know, all of a sudden now these kids want to hang out, you know, and this is not something in, you know, you know, this type of stuff, that type of stuff doesn't seem right. And if there was a plan to leave or if there was a plan to do something to this kid, you invited him, you you make you do what you do to protect him. This is why I believe that this kid has something to do with it. Um, well, as far as inviting him and setting him up. What I'm saying is from the, the guy's perspective, the kid who was being bullied, maybe he there no no red flag came up to him because maybe he had never seen the, the, this kid who invited him over. He had never seen him actually communicating with the kids who were bullying him. It's one thing. Yeah, everyone knows he's being bullied. But it's another thing when you see... If he knew now you friends with the people who bullied, like you friends with them, would he have went over there if he knew that they were friends and they were they they were conspiring against him? That's what makes me wonder. Maybe he didn't he didn't he didn't know that the guy was like you said. Maybe he was in on it. This this kid who invited him over, but the guy did the kid who was being bullied didn't know that this kid was friends with them. Uh, which is why he went. Well, yeah, even if they're even if he knew that the guy who invited him was friends with the bully and he wasn't being bullied, that doesn't mean that those guys are going to be there. You know, that doesn't mean you're expecting them to be there because I'm sure we've all been in circles to where we have kicked it with some people and didn't kick it with others. So you know I mean, we have who, like love and hip hop and basketball wives to talk about that. Well, you know, but <laughs> I mean, like they always it's like I'm friends with you, but I'm not really friends with her, but we all here together at this party. And it's it's a weird vibe. So I mean, but even with dudes, yeah, you know, dudes know who they rock with and who they don't rock with. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I know the I know the crew of guys that I kick it with. So I know that, and they know. That's the other thing that's important. If we kick it, you also know who I don't kick it with because nine times out of ten, we've all had an interaction before that would make me not kick it with them, and you would know about it. So 
you know I don't rock with these dudes. And no, no, no. I'm agreeing with y'all. What yeah. I'm saying is the kid who was being bullied, maybe he didn't know that that dude was friends with them. Mm. Okay, see I saying? see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But which the is dude why who invited them who was friends should have yeah. known. You know, he knew that they oh, were yeah, being bullied. He that's knew. What I, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean that's when what I say that he had something to do with it. Yes, yeah. what I'm saying. That dude, yeah. I was agreeing with you. He oh, yeah. did. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the kid, the black kid. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, no, 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 my bad. The black kid didn't realize, oh, he didn't see that they were all friends because he probably never saw them together. Since he never saw them together, he probably thought, oh, well, yeah, I can kick it with this dude here. He didn't know they were tricking him. Right. And old boy had right. something to do with it. And so I, I I agree with you. The 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 new friend, he 99% sure he knew what was going on. Oh, most definitely. But the black kid didn't know that they were all friends and they were consorting together. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm uh, getting oh, yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely That's why he missed that it. Kid, for he sure. probably wouldn't have went over there mm-hmm. if he knew, like, I don't see him being, I, I just don't think a 13-year-old kid would have went willingly over kids' houses who he knew didn't like him. This is true. And so when you say that, yeah, that he was, it was a new friend, what happened was he didn't know that that new friend was was old oh, yeah. friends right. with those other right, people. Right, 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 yeah. And so he, that was the piece he was missing. Why he was like, oh, yeah, let's go over there. I'll go over his house. Exactly. Now it, it's starting to make a little bit more sense to me that no, most that was the issue. I do agree with 100%. They tricked him. So Plano police are, you know, opening a full investigation on this. Um, so I'm hoping this is, so this is beyond just the school district now. So I'm happy that it's, you know, it is going higher, you know, it's going higher than, you know, just them talking to a, a principal because the bottom line is, yeah, the school technically isn't responsible and it is the right thing to do. But I can also see why Plano school district wouldn't do something about it as they don't want to take responsibility for what these kids did on a weekend. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can, so I can, I can see that point of view. I can see that standpoint, especially, you know, with the climate of what's going on right now. If she said her son has been getting bullied for two years, you know, at this point, people, a lot of people were out during COVID and things of that nature, not making excuses for it. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if a lot of people had, you know, they stayed home. So you don't know what the status of this kids, you know, being in person schooling may do. So, of course, it's not on anyone's radar uh, at that time, you know, but I do have a, you know, a quick message, especially for us um, African-Americans and, you know, African-American parents, you know, uh, just, you know, it, it, it always seems like, we are so quick to try to run to areas like Plano to where we feel like we, you know, like we're like we're moving up just because we're not in areas anymore where we are around African-Americans and black people. But the one thing that African-Americans and black people have always done very well is we've always been able to be communities when we need to be, especially within our own neighborhoods. And just know that that's not something that we would ever have done to one another. So before we jump up and make a decision to jump up and let me move my kid out of this black neighborhood because you feel like maybe you got some money and you may be a little bit, you know, your your situation has improved, that doesn't necessarily mean that the quality of life is what's going to improve along with that monetary situation. So, I mean, that's, you know, and that's a prime example of stuff like that happening because the bottom line is, you know, we make decisions like that all the time. And then we look up and we make the people and the people who actually um, have to deal with the backlash from that are the children. Yeah, I, I agree. Our. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was heavy. Um, So I'm just going to ask a random question just to kind of lighten things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, if you were stranded on an island, um, you know, standard random place, just stranded. If you could have a spoon or a fork, what would you get? Uh, a spoon or a fork, what would I get? Yeah, you can only pick one. Say a fork. A fork? Okay. Gene? I'm not playing this game. You're behind the scenes, Gene, anyway. You, you don't have to be. He's going back behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm going back behind the scenes. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay, what about you? And then you can let me know why we're playing this game. I mean, I just want to break the ice. Uh, that... You yeah, know, that's why. Yeah, you see but that. But I would she pick a spoon. Nothing. I mean, but for the I would pick a spoon. For the record, I think that a spoon is better than a fork. If I was stranded somewhere and all of that, you you can do more with a spoon. If I was gonna get a big old feast, it was presented in front of me. Um, I can I can have my soup and um all of that if I need to. I don't think you can have soup. I could drink a bowl of soup. What if you can't use your hands? Are you just need to slop something up? You can't do that with a fork. Okay, if I can't use my hands, I probably can't use the fork or I mean, spoon. okay, you're right. But, I mean, you get my point. <laughs> we don't. 
You didn't present you this, this to me correctly. You got bread. You can sop it up with that. You know what I'm saying? Because what if that's if, is that the only tool I have? You won't. Yeah, you only got a fork or a spoon. Okay, so if that's the only tool I have, what if I gotta go fishing? What I'm gonna go do? What I'm gonna fish with a spoon? What I'm gonna stab something with a spoon? I mean, you can't even pick up your meat with I a spoon. I thought you weren't playing behind the things, Gene. I'm not playing, oh, but okay. I'm showing you this. It's fine the, even the if he's not because these are things, he's actually making the points yeah. that I was about to say anyway. Whatever. So it's cool if he's not playing. All right. Well, I just wanted to ask which one you would use. And evidently, I'm I'm still sticking with my spoon. Um, yeah. And forks are cool, too. I, I mean, guess. good luck making that soup that you can't, you know, heat up or anything mm-hmm. that you don't have anything for because you couldn't kill anything with that spoon that you got. I mean, good luck with that soup that you have. Yep. Okay. So how about you just use your degree and tell us some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> you seem a little angry uh, that, that you have <laughs> that you lost a little argument that you tried to have right there. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, you know, as far as my degree, of course, we all know my degree is in finance. I have a career in accounting. Um, so, you know, um, maybe this week I will just mention um, one markets and stuff are. You know, we actually did pretty well in our markets this week. Um, still lower than what we were projected to do, but. I think we have a lot of variables in place for that, you know, the variables that had something to do with that. So that's cool. Um, But right now, the real estate market, uh, this is one thing that I like to talk about. The real estate market is um, it's a seller's market right now. So if you are looking to sell, trust me when I tell you there is someone who is looking to buy because it is taking up to a year for people to get homes built if they're trying to uh, build a new home. So for those of you looking to sell with the rates still low, people are willing to pay more for a house because they have a lower payment with the uh, lower rates. You know, rates are starting to climb back up, but they're not climbing up as fast as the cost of things like lumber and um, siding and materials that are needed for homes which are costing a lot because they are in such low supply and high demand. So if you are selling a home, especially one that was built within the past, you know, seven years or so, this is probably a perfect time to do so. And you can probably get a bit more over your worth and asking price for it because people are really looking to take advantage of this market right now. All right. Um, well, I live at home with my mom, so, and my dad, my parents, um, so... I can't really take that advice, but for those of you that can, you, you know, you really could actually, you you know, you could take that advice because there's something you can possibly do as far as buying a home if you wanted to do so. But yeah, I mean, you could take that advice. Well, yeah, gotta get more money, but <laughs> <laughs> that part's important too. But uh, that's why you're working so hard right now. That's why you're hard. Call your week like me. Woo! But yeah, um, so it looks like we can go ahead and just get ready to wrap this on up. But for my something extra this week, I just really want y'all to be aware that. Um, the uh if y'all remember amber geyer um who fatally shot and killed that's what fatally means i don't know why i reiterated that uh bottom jean um back i believe that was in 2019 um she was sentenced to 10 years in jail um and it was murder um she had been filing for an appeal and she actually got the appeal uh granted to get listened to um, they want it to be a, a, a lesser charge of, I believe, uh, criminal neglect, uh, a negligence. That's where criminal negligence, which is only two years. I mean, she only got 10, um, but now they're trying to give her criminal negligence because she acted within her right because she did think she was at home. Stuff we've already heard in this case. But anywho, um, she got granted her appeal. So uh, just kind of, you know, stay up up to date on everything. They'll be hearing that. um They'll be hearing that case um, April 27th. So just make sure you're aware. Don't let these cases, um, just because the media um, and the press and you're not hearing them in the news, make sure you stay up to date. Like, follow these cases. Um, That's just really all I have to say about that. Like, make sure that you're aware. I mean, I think just this week, too, um, they finally picked the uh, jurors um, for, they just did jury selection for, um, um, for oh, it it just slipped on my um jury selection for the case. No, for um for last year. Um I can't believe this is slipping my mind. We gotta edit this out. Um you talking about George Floyd thing? George Floyd. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that just I mean, came I'm sorry. Yeah, they selected the school. jurors, and I'm pretty sure that they were protesting on the streets, right? Yeah. That's, okay, that right. just happened. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I blanked. I don't know why I blanked. But yeah, so that's um that happened this week as well. So just like I said, follow these cases, stay up because if they, if, if, if they think that we have forgotten, they will, they will do what they can do when no one's paying attention. And this what? is typically when stuff like that happens. Go ahead, Gene. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 
Oh, no, I was just going to comment on the Amber Geiger uh, situation. So I had a little chat with a uh, with a cop. Uh, she's not a lawyer, but she's a cop. I, I, I trust what she said. Um, she she told me that people were rooting for Amber Geiger to get murder when actually she shouldn't have got murder at all. It should have been manslaughter. According to the law, she says, this is what she said, uh, manslaughter is actually a, a much more harsher charge than um, than murder. And what you want is manslaughter, not murder. I didn't know that. Had y'all ever heard of that before? No. I mean, murder just sounds so much worse, but Mm-mm. manslaughter. She said not in the court, in the eyes of the law. Yeah, I think manslaughter. I mean, do you get a? I think uh, manslaughter carries higher charges, right? Yeah, that's okay. why she said it carries higher charges than murder. But you know, she's like everyone wants murder, but that's because they don't understand law. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting when I heard her say that. And also I learned from her as well. Uh, the reason why we have so many black people dying, I thought it was because the po- the police officers were choosing to, you know, um, choosing to, you know, like shoot them to, to harm them uh, just on their own, you know, volition. But no, what it is is that cops are actually taught in the academy to shoot body mass. And shooting body mass is the biggest part of the body, your chest. Mm. I was like, well, why can't y'all shoot a limb? She said, because that you could miss, you could hit someone else. We're taught to shoot the biggest part on the body, and that is the chest. I said, so that's why we have so many fatal shootings with one shot. Um, it just seems like that training just seems to go out the window when they are shooting white people. Oh yeah, they don't even that. pull out their guns when they shooting white people. Exactly. No. That's, yeah, th- th- right. that's the that's the other problem. One, they're taught to shoot body mass. Two, they don't pull out their it, guns. It seems like the cops end up more murdered than the white person does. Then yeah, you know when it comes to us because when you think about people, um, some of them haven't even gotten shot and they've gotten killed. Oh no, they don't even pull out their guns. I've seen whole videos with um, with our you know non melanated. Uh, American brothers and sisters literally fighting the police with their with their bare hands and not a single gun or a taser was pulled out. So, um, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. They are trained to shoot body mass and that is in the chest, period. Well, no, I'm just saying that in general. No, I definitely. Yeah, this is this is crazy. I'm glad you said something. I'm just talking about, you know, we still end up dead even when we're not getting, you know, this training that they so-called always seem to be having. They don't even seem to care about No, they don't disarm the situation. Yeah, no. Well, first of all, when they killed George Floyd, they choked him to death. They suffocated mm-hmm. that man. So yeah. there was no body mass. There was no training. That was just absolute brute. And you you choked this man out. And he yeah. told you he couldn't breathe. Like, let's let let's not forget that. You know, he was up there telling you that. And you you killed this man. You murdered this man right then and there. So, you know, all this training and everything, they always seem they always seem to have or whatever the case may be, always seems to go out of the window so quick when it comes to when it comes to us. Like or when it comes to this, you know, the you know, the deciding factor between us dying and, you know, them living. You know, there yeah. are so many people who get to get away with with so much, you know, white people get to get away with so much and they don't really they don't actually get any of the same consequences that we do, which is usually death. Yeah. And and that's true. I agree with that. We just, when it comes to white people, they choose to use their um, their uh, peacemaker skills um, that they're trained. And when they are talking to us, they choose to use their uh, brute force skills, which is body mass and you know holding you down and you know throwing you on a car, throwing you on the ground, all of those things. I've had friends. For no reason, who had nothing to even do with the crime, be, you know, pulled out of a car and thrown on the ground and handcuffed and um, or zip tied for no reason. They had they were just trying to get them out of the way to get to the actual person who, you know, the perpetrator of the crime. And my friend is on the ground and she has no idea why. So, yeah, it's it's crazy um, when it comes to black folks. It is, man, but that is a good. Just keep praying for better days. So, Nick, you got anything extra? Oh uh, yeah, I'm just going to you know lighten the mood up here. Um, tomorrow, so I'm going to go ahead and celebrate you. Celebrate Deidre in the other room. Tomorrow is International Women's Day. Woo! Yeah, uh, Monday, uh, March eighth, uh, 2021. We will be celebrating all the women out there. So, thank you all for loaning us your your wisdom, your uteruses, and you know things of that nature. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Years for the win. Yes, right. And with that being said, you know, thank you guys very much. Uh, again, follow me at uh, just Nick underscore 91 on Instagram. Yo, and I am that crazy creative. And um, remember, a dream is a wish your heart makes. <laughs> okay, we out. Bye. <laughs>